everybody. Welcome back to Talking Sci-Fi. Welcome back, everybody. This is a back-to-back banger here going on. Just did our uh, captain's episode. We're moving on to our new episode here with Mr. Will Barton. Howdy, folks. How you doing? How you doing? Mr. Ian Kaplan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Lee Ferguson. Rolling to a new podcast content which will be Mr. Kaplan? Top five character redeeming moments. It's a redemption episode, everybody. We like redemption episodes. It's redemption. And we like a good redemption arc. You know, it's important to have a good redemption arc. This is a good one. I mean, we haven't done anything like this, and it's a a really great idea you came up with. What did you do, last week or earlier this week? Earlier this week. You just popped it out. Like, that's fucking amazing. Earlier this week. Yeah. I don't know that we have a shit ton of content and movies and but i bet you there is we just haven't thought of it but uh, we do have our top fives together and uh i think we should let uh, mr kaplan go number one go clockwise this time all right that works all right ian kaplan cool, give us cool. your uh give us your number five uh redemption moments so i, I really I, I feel like i had to my first four okay oh hey really... oh, hang on a second whoa, oh, whoa. we're getting way shot, ahead of ourselves shot, here shot, gentlemen shot. gentlemen what the hell are we doing shot we all right do our shot number one lining up our shot cheers 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 all right carry on ah, Diboja. ah god damn carry on. okay crap all right so my first four are really strong my fifth one i really had to grasp at a straw here um so i'm going to go from the movie dante's peak um, Dante's Peak. The nice. character Ruth, the grandma, who was wow. grouchy, ridiculous, kind of nasty, and then when shit hit the fan, they were in the rowboat, right? And the rowboat is melting away as they're oh, trying yeah. to cross the water. That pond. Thing? Yeah, yep. Yeah. And the grandma jumps into this water to save her grandkids and her family, and pushes pulls them. the thing or, yeah, all the way them. over and dies because of this. Because she's in yep. this this hot ass water, it's boiling, it's 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 killing her as she's moving this thing. But just to see her go from the grouchy old nasty witch to this woman who was like, you know what? It's either me or my family. I've lived my life. Fuck it. I'm getting them to where they need well, to go. You know, it's like it's, it's karma. You know, it's yes. karma. You old grouchy bitch. You fucking deserve to yes. die. Do yes. something good before you <laughs> keel over. Well, you and and whore. that that kind of kind of was a little bit of the thought for sure. I mean, you know. It, it, it is. Get it your is. due, bitch. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Moving on. Going, <laughs> Will Barton. Going clockwise to Will. Um. So I'm gonna have to go with uh, Clarissa Mao from The Expanse. So. Uh, oh. Clarissa yes. Mao is Julie Mao's younger sister. Uh, the books differentiate a little bit from the from the from the TV show, but essentially she wipes her identity, stows aboard. Well, doesn't really stow. Changes her identity and crews aboard. Uh, one of the ships that's in the flotilla that's going out to the um, the ring and, you know, kills a whole bunch of people in an effort to blackmail and ruin James Holden's, uh, you know, reputation and everything like that in the hopes that she can destroy him. But then later on, toward the end of the book series and the end of the TV show, she has an incredible redemption story. Um, and she develops, a, you know, throughout the series, a really close friendship with uh, Amos Burton. Yes. So I have to, yeah, I'd have to say Miss Clarissa Melpomene Mao. Good pick. Good pick. Solid. Mr. Ferguson, number five. Uh, my number <clears throat> five is going to be. Jeez, man. I'm going to go with. Uh, I think is. I'm going to think I'm pronouncing the name correctly. 
Prince Baron from Flash Gordon. Mm. Okay. Uh, old, older, okay. older sci-fi lovers, you know, when we watched the movie of Flash Gordon back when it was 1984, I think? Four or five-ish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was mid-80s, I believe, or, or, or early 80s. Um, Prince Baron was uh, kind of like the anti-Flash Gordon when they first met. They had this great scene, great scene, Will, maybe you remember it, where it's the mound with the holes, and it has the little yep. thing in there that's going to get you, so you have to stick your whole arm and hand in there and then you pull it back out if you don't get bit so you so they each have to do it yep. and uh i believe flash gordon sticks his hand in and gets bit so the venom's supposed to kill you and all that stuff and anyway these guys are like adversaries through the movie but they're both fighting against the same cause right they're both yeah and in the end I'm fighting ming the merciless ming, right? yep. and in the end prince baron starts respecting Flash Gordon because, you know, he's going out there on a limb and doing all this stuff, and he becomes a buddy. And ends up, he ends up, Flash Gordon gets out of there while he's battling that, remember that giant round, God, that that giant round thing that that, that kind of swivels, and he's battling, it's not Ming, but battling another general that's in Ming's army. He told Flash, get out of here, I got this, and he's on that thing that's kind of rotating, you know, 180. Yeah, that's uh, when he's uh, fighting Prince Voltan. Yes, there you go. Who's uh, the leader of the Hawkmen, yep. So in the Redemption, he's kind of redeeming himself, saying, hey, listen, we started out as kind of enemies, and I made you do the hand thing, and you got bit, but now I'm going to be your buddy, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to save you. You get out of here, and I, I'll, I'll take care of this. So, in mm-hmm. a powerhouse of a movie, too, man. What a great fucking flick. I love that. That was a, young, a very young Timothy Dalton playing Prince Baron. Huge. You know? Huge. Oh, God. Okay. It really was. That. Yep. Shit. You know, what? and I think another series for another content thing for us would be, uh, did we do remakes, possible remakes of uh, our favorite movies? We did um, Dream Sequels. Ooh. We did not do remakes. So I think a, a good one would be possible remakes of our favorite movies would be another, okay. would be another one. Anyway, that's uh, that's mine. Uh, Prince Baron, Flash Gordon. Cool. That would be Mr. Kaplan, number four, right? Cla- number yeah. five? I don't think you've gone yet, Ian. Uh, no, he no, started. Yep. He started. So my, he started. Uh, oh, he started. Okay. Yeah. So my number four um, is going to go to Professor Snape from Harry Potter. Excellent. And I, yes. I, I don't typically mention Harry Potter in a lot. I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan. However, um, Professor Snape had the ultimate redeeming arc across the entire series. Um, you know, going from the, you know, I don't like you, Harry Potter aspect of you know can't Always stand the character. Him shit. Yes, God, he was like, hard on Harry you know, Potter. Don't like you, can't stand you. Never really giving a discernible reason, and then we figure out that he was in love with Lily first, and that Harry's father was just a jackass, and yeah. wins the the pretty girl and leaves Snape in the dust. The whole works there, um, and then who ends up finding her dead? Him. Um, so everything that he had been doing up to this point was to protect him. And, and, and you're seeing all these different events from the previous movies where he's done things to protect Harry, you know, where it didn't appear that way, but it was to protect Harry. It was in Harry's best interest yeah. to finally, when he, yeah, he dies, he's like a fucking double agent. Like yes. Trip, he, he, you, you, yeah, the you amount of him, suffering, dude. You oh, watch yes. him give Harry a bunch of shit. You're thinking, okay, this guy's definitely an evil guy. He's working with uh, Voldemort. He's mm-hmm. this is an evil guy aligned with that. 
And then you see him, he is yes. working with Voldemort, but secretly he actually is working against that. Yes. So he really is the mm. good guy, and there, I, that's a good one for redemption. He does come through at the end. Yeah, I mean, definitely definitely does full circle, and, and when you realize all the things that, that this character had done in the interest of Harry um, is a, a mind-boggling experience and leading all the way up to Snape's death, which made it that much more painful when the character did oh, yeah. die. It was he like, gen- motherfucker. He generally was sad. Like, you, you saw it and knew it when uh, when Dumbledore died. Well, he didn't die. I think he get pushed off, pushed off the top and fell down to his death. Snape did, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so he you could see the look in his eye. He generally had that sorrow, like, oh yes. no, this yeah, is this could, is, this could you not have to be kill any his headmaster. Yeah. Kill Dumbledore in order to ensure that Draco Malfoy didn't kill him yes. and become a killer in the process himself. Yes. Like this could not be worse right yeah. now and this is fucking the man, the man suffered <laughs> so much shit through the course of that series. <laughs> yes. All because he loved one woman and only ever loved one woman. Mm. You no? Know? Good pick, sir. Mm, damn good pick. Excellent. Thank you, thank you. Rolling number four to Will. Will. Uh, David Marcus from Star Trek. Oh, okay. Good. So we know good a very pick. young David Marcus was very very driven to ensure that the Genesis project was going to take off, so he screwed around with the Matrix and put protomatter in it, which caused the Genesis process and Spock, who happened to be on the planet too, to age at an extremely accelerated rate. You know, did all this ethically unsound stuff to get his project going, but at the very end, when Savick was going to be killed by uh, one of Krug, Commander Krug's uh, crewmen, took the knife. Yeah, so, good one. Went out I like a boss. Damn, I didn't even think of that one. It's a good one. I, I, I was I'm ashamed to say I didn't think about <laughs> I didn't that. Didn't think Fuck. about it. <laughs> good pick, though. Good pick, and and I mean, like you said in the in the previous episode that. Um, the redemption, I think, made his death that much more painful on Kirk, because Kirk oh, yeah. recognized that okay, you you did some some screwy shit, and you know you're coming around to understanding that you did some screwy shit, and now before you even get a chance to really wrestle with the gravity of what you've done, you're killed. He gone. Yeah, he paid for it. He paid for it with his life, but he went out like a boss. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Good pick. All right. That would be. Lee. Me? Yep. I will go with uh, <laughs> Professor Snape. Nice. That, you know, is right there. That was the solid number four for me. <laughs> nice. We already beat that to death, so we don't have to continue to go on, but I thought it was a really good uh, redemption character in sci-fi. We'll roll on to uh, number three. Number right? three, yes. Number three for me um, goes to the T-800. Arnold Schwarzenegger's okay, Terminator. Cool. Um, that was a that was a more a, a longer redemption because I mean we we saw him go from evil badass murderer in the first one to the second one being the protector of John Connor, um, uh, all the way up to you know bailing Sarah Connor out of the uh, out of the freaking mental hospital and she sees him coming you know down the hallway and she yeah. immediately thinks oh my god oh my god he's here to he's here to kill mm-hmm. me he's here to kill us. And he blasts the the, the uh, T one thousand that's coming towards them, and mm. John runs around the corner like, "Mom, we gotta go. He's here to say he's here to help us. He's here to protect us. We gotta go." And then again, that sacrifice, man, yep. right yep. at the end, Tough. right that, at the fucking end. That's teary eyed toughness right there. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Break you up. All right, Will. 
Well, so since we're blending the lines a little bit between sci-fi and fantasy and whatnot with Harry Potter, I'm I'm, I'm glad I picked this guy. I don't feel so bad don't about it dare. now. Don't you dare. King Theoden. Okay. King right. of Rohan. Okay. Good. But, yes, excellent. So someone who is very much perverted by Saruman through Grima Wormtongue. You saw what it did to his, you know, not just his body in the movies, but in, 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 in the book, it's, it's much more, um, you know, sedate. It's messing with his mind, making yeah. him feel old, making him a coward and everything like that. And then All drawn finally, and haggard and shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then finally, he takes command of his troops. And I, as far as the movie goes, the ride of the Rohirrim, when he gives that speech and he's riding by all the horses, clacking their spears with his sword, and leads them right into all of those orcs as they're surrounding Minas Tirith. Ah, it's incredible stuff. Of course, yeah. he dies. He dies at the end, but he goes out like a champ, you know. And he, he tells, he tells Eowyn his niece, you know, I can go now and sit before my fathers and not be ashamed. Yeah, I love that scene when Very Gandalf cool. just—he seemed to have enough. He'd been in the court. He watched, seen this wormy motherfucker take control, yep. and he just goes up, knocks this little son of a bitch to the side. Takes a staff and then, boom! In front of him, Theoden King, and the light blows yes. up, and you're just like, "Oh shit, he's fixing them right now." Yes, I know yeah. what's going to happen right now. God damn it, that was glorious to watch. Great scene. Good pick, sir. Good pick. Mm. Good pick. Thank you, thank you. So that's my number two. No, you're number three. Three. That was three. That was his three. His three. His three to me. So you're three. I'm gonna go with the. Uh... <laughs> Uh-oh. Lieutenant Gorman from the Aliens, uh, second Aliens movie. Okay. He's the oh, cheesy, okay. he's the cheesy, scared lieutenant of the Marines that go in there, and you're just like, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. You're, you're, Typical you're jail. Fucking, you're, you know, your entry level lieutenant takes command <laughs> of a patrol that has no idea what the fuck to do, and the sergeant, like in everything, looks at a, a new lieutenant and goes. Oh, so they gave me one of you people again. Yes. Now the sergeant's got to train the lieutenant. But yeah, so he's in there, and most of the movie is him being unsure, and he's, I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, look at the first scene when they're in the dropship, and and, um, Vasquez, you know, is talking about how many drops they've done. And she goes, how many drops is this for you, lieutenant? He gives off some, like, high number, and he goes, simulated. Simulated, right. And she goes, how many combat drops? Oh, just this one. She kind of like, oh god, like mm-hmm. we're well, fucked. He, he, you see, Master Sergeant Apone just sitting there with the cigar in his mouth, just heads be yep. back and forth. He's having a grand old time, you know. Yeah. Every day in the corps is like a banquet, you know. And I this, love the corps. This weak-looking <laughs> lieutenant that starts out and just everybody kind of hates him gravitates towards the end and ends up, you know, ends up setting up the scene where he steps in while everybody can escape. He's like, yeah, you gotta go. And he, he, he steps in and gives his life so that every so that the remaining yep. characters can get out of there. And, uh, you know, big redemption uh, moment. Yeah. Yeah. For Definitely. the guy that we hated the entire movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So I'm kind of glad that uh, that Will um, broke the, uh, the Lord of the Rings <laughs> uh, mold there. So my number two is going to go to Boromir. Nice, um, very, very nice. You know, I mean, he started out as the, the quintessential um, man tempted by the ring, tempted by the power that was, that was you know, I- inside the ring, um, wanting to, to take it for his own and take it back to his people and, you know, cherish it and, and use it. Um, and, and it kind of twisted him a little bit. And then right at the very end, 
um, when it when he was needed most, um, he died protecting um, Frodo and Sam as they continued to move forward when they were ambushed, when the Fellowship was ambushed by the uh, the orcs and the, the orcai. Um, yep. You know, and, and again, and, and, and a, a pattern, we're a theme fantasy. With, with these redemption arcs that I, I just now am putting together, um, especially in the top five, they get the redemption and then they die. Yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> and that's like, that is the, the quintessential redemption arc, right? You get your character, mm. you hate him, you kind of want him redemption to die. Arc. You, you've Googled too much. No, earlier. I'm not. This, it's, I did not. Shot time. All right, fine. Fuck it. Shot time. Shot time. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, boys. Diboja. Redemption arc would not be a phrase that you would ever use unless you went in and you Google and looked at all the redemption shit. I'm a storyteller, so yes, it is. Redemption arc. There's a whole new thing they're talking about. No, I'm a storyteller, so yes. Fuck off. So, you guys are adorable. Hey, Lee's back. We, we, this we has get, to happen. This either, has to happen. I gotta check his ass, Will. We get know? either one of two reactions. It's the whole. I don't like it when mommy and daddy fight. Too okay. All right, you guys. Enough. I swear, like I said, I used I used the whole Archie and Mike dynamic a little while ago. But it's true. It's like it's like <laughs> Lee's Archie and, and Ian's Mike. He's like, oh, jeez, you meathead, stifle yourself. Well, yeah. God. <laughs> um, but no. So it, it's it's definitely a pattern on these guys where it's a redemption yeah. arc. Jesus Christ. Um, where, I, I think a lot of times when you're faced with something like that, that's when the redemption happens, when there's nothing left to lose. Yes. And you have to make a final decision as to, you know, are you know you're going to go out. How are you going to go out? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So that's my number two. That's a good one. Nice. Clockwise, it would uh, be yep. Wilbur. Will to number two. Man, Yandu Andante from... Oh, uh, good pick. Yeah, pick. Guardians of the Galaxy, man. Like, so you don't really ever hate Yondu. He's one of those sort of like bad guy endearing characters, but he's kind of a scumbag because you know he's he's, he's a pirate. He does some shady shit. Um, but at the end of the second Guardians, when he sacrifices his life for Peter, you know, and really expresses how proud he is as a father figure, you know, to him, that's some deep stuff. Any anybody who's ever had, you know, a really tight relationship with their father and then lost them can appreciate that moment for what it is. Yeah, you because know, it's a, it's it's a really really good deep moment. Yandu sacrificing his life for the the person he considered to be his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and that that's silence I, and crickets about fathers. I, and I was gonna say, yeah, we, we went real quiet there, didn't we, mother? Sorry, I didn't it's okay. Well, well I mean, you, you hit home. You know? I lost my father. It's going in sixteen I'm going on eight years losing my father on my birthday eight years ago this year, July 29th, and you lost your father six years? Uh, 27, yeah, 2017, so it's going on, yeah. Seven, yeah, so it's, you know, we have that uh, that feeling. We know the feeling, and it's, I've said this before about people talking about having problems and who's going to step up and take care of the problems and who's going to be the matriarch of the family and all this bullshit. And, mm. you know, well, it's going to be grandma because she's the oldest. No, it's not. Grandma can't even count to five anymore. She doesn't even know what's going on. Who who then will be the last person standing? Who Who is the one that's going to, to take care of things when nobody else can? You know, yeah. it, it's it's now me. Yep. There There is no more... Uh, I'll talk to this person, and this person can help me. It's me. Yeah. So there is no more. It, 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 I, I'm the end all be all. I'm sure that's the same with you. And and uh, Mr. Kaplan, fortunately, uh, has both of his parents, mm-hmm. uh, great people. And uh, but 
and you know he's a little bit further along in life than huh. than his parents and uh equally they share the responsibilities of taking care of problems in life which mm-hmm. is a great thing uh, unfortunately people like me and I, I imagine will we don't we don't have that convenience and and we are we are the last stop there there's it's yeah. not beyond us anymore there's nobody i can reach out to to help me you know and this is it is what it is so that's yeah. about as deep as I want to go with that. Let's just continue. Deep as no, no. <laughs> that's the that's the truth. I get it, man. That's why yeah. that's why it's that important to have, you know, a ride or die spouse. Really, is. Yes. I, I very much lean on Vicky because she is without a doubt my strong, you know, support and my my you know candle on the water and my harbor when things get crazy. Mm-hmm. So you you do lose that that top cover from you know the father figure, but um, I think a lot of times it takes that death for us to really truly appreciate how impactful yeah. our spouses are yeah. uh, in our lives you know because let's face it we're three nerds and they put up with a hell of a lot of bullshit yeah, with us. They do. that's a great point and you, not to get too far in the weeds with this but uh, it, it does take something like that to really further appreciate who who our spouse is and and even uh-huh. beyond that to appreciate the support of those that aren't right next to us every day uh-huh. to appreciate the support of an Ian. You know, yep. of a Jared, uh, mm-hmm. even now of a Will Barton. The people that oh, are closest you. to us in our lives that we feel like we can reach out to and say, hey, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And yep. I need some help. Yep. And yep. I don't have somebody to lean on. Like, uh, my, I've already talked to my wife, and I, we, we need help. And so it's even more important to recognize that and appreciate that So, uh, in, mm-hmm. in saying what you're saying. You know, so, so I'm going to say this on this podcast. I think the one redeeming thing... No, well, not one redeeming thing. If Savannah happens to pop out this kid on July 29th, oh, it'll give you an entirely new reason to celebrate your birthday and not have it constantly <laughs> held down by the, the fact that you can't celebrate. If that happens, birthday. I'm going to put my hands up and they stay there and they stay there. <laughs> Boy, that kid, I'll tell oh, you my. what. That's gonna be that's gonna be something else. It's gonna be one spoiled little munchkin anyway. Male, like. female doesn't yep. matter. That's gonna be mine. It's all mine. Yep. God, it belongs. <laughs> your child belongs to me now, Kaplan. Oh my God! All right, all let's right. move on. Where where are we? Um, I believe we're at number two now. Number two to dose. You. We are at dose. That would be to me. Yep. My number two. Let me go a little bit out there. I want to say uh, Bill Murray's character in Groundhog Day. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> That's a feel-good movie to me. One that comes on, I could watch. When I'm sick, it feels good to watch it. Uh, Groundhog Day. He starts out as an asshole, and uh, he's a newscaster. He's you know he's going to release uh, Puxatawney Phil to see if it's going to snow or if it's not going to snow. He's kind of a dick. He dies over and over and over. Slowly evolves into this guy that's like, wow, I need to change, and I need to. <clears throat> help people. I need to put the spare tire on for these old ladies. I need to learn to play piano so that everybody can dance and feel good about themselves. I need to learn to... I'm going to give these tickets to this young couple so their marriage really solidifies. All these great things that he does at the end, he redeems himself at the end to become a really great person. And then, of course, the Groundhog Day shit stops, and he has... He wins the love of his life. He, he you know, they're oh. gonna they're gonna move in together. And I, I just thought it's a, a really good. That's a really good feel good redemption type movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So we're moved on to our number one. My number, number one. One. Oh boy. My number one is gonna go to Darth Vader. Saw that coming. Saw it coming. Good number one, sir. <laughs> um, 
I can't not put this as my number one because the entire Star Wars Mount Rushmore universe, of Redemption. <laughs> um, with the exception of the the last three uh, movies, it has been Anakin's development into Darth Vader, his turn completely evil into Darth Vader, and then right at the tail end, breaking that that evil mold as he's watching Emperor Palpatine, you know, force lightning the shit out of Luke, and all of a sudden having that wake up moment of this isn't right, I need to end this. And he just picks him up, chucks him down yep. that that spine shaft, and he gone. But he's not. Eats gone. all that force lightning yeah, in the process. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, so so seeing that where you did a full circle from total badass Jedi to evil cold motherfucker to a breakdown of yep, nope, I have to do what's right, and this is what's right. Um, so yep. definitely my number one. Great pick. Good number one. Very good pick, yeah. Uh, Mr. Will Barton. So mine is actually, a, it's another book character. Um, there was a movie made, but we don't talk about it because it really wasn't that great. <laughs> uh, mine, would, <laughs> mine would be the character of Roland DeShane from Stephen King's The Dark Tower series. Okay, wow. yep. So if you've never read The Dark Tower series, the best way that I can describe it is Roland is essentially a, a, a knight of sorts. He's what's called a gunslinger. Yes, and he comes from what is this supposed to be sort of a post-apocalyptic version of our world, thousands and some odd years in the future. It's not definitively said, but you can kind of tell from the way the books are written. And he is on this quest to seek out the Dark Tower, because the world is, as they say, moving on. He's trying to get to this tower, which is the apex of all reality. And he starts it out in the very first book in the desert, chasing Walter O'Dim, the Man in Black, mm-hmm. and at the very end of the book. He starts out in the desert again, doing this whole thing again. And, and the story is essentially about the concept of redemption because Roland, throughout the course of his life to get to the tower, did some pretty heinous things. And he has to continually, it's implied, he has to continually repeat this process until he gets it right, yeah. until he doesn't sacrifice his friends and so on and so forth. But at the very end of the series, we we see him, in a way, sort of progress. He has to start over and do it again. But he's carrying with him um, a piece of his past mm-hmm. that he would not have had normally had he not grown a little bit. So it's not a full redemption arc in the sense that he's completely redeemed, but you know he's starting to learn from his previous mistakes and he's getting closer to actually what the tower is. It's a really cool series of books. I can't, I cannot recommend it enough. If you're a Stephen King fan and you have not read The Dark Tower, you are missing out on probably our generation's Tolkien. You know that eight-book series was inspired by a single poem. Stephen yeah, King. Child Rolling to the Dark Tower King by yep. Richard Browning. Absolutely. It, it is such a shame that that movie sucked so bad. Oh, I mean... Idris Elba was a great Roland DeShane. Yes. And Matthew McConaughey was a great Walter O'Dim. The movie was just... They tried taking the entire... You know, the entire story, all of the books, and smashing it into one movie, and you just miss out on so much. It, just, missed, it missed the mark big. A huge, oh, absolutely. A huge That's another one we should do. Movies that miss the mark. Yeah. <laughs> the the build-up yeah. looked good, the characters looked good, and then, oh, uh, just yeah. tanked. Oh, uh, this the isn't mark big good. Time. This isn't what I wanted. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 
but much love for Idris Elba trying to and Matthew, and Matthew McConaughey, of course. They they both did excellent jobs in their character portrayals. All right, all right, they just all were right. stuck in yeah, they're just stuck in crazy films, you know. Yeah, it, it it's a damn shame, damn shame. Oh yeah. Oh crap. All right, uh, Lee. This is number one, right? This is your number one. Uh, number one's going to be same Vader. Okay. That's you know again if we were looking at the top five or the Mount Rushmore the four it's Vader. Yeah. Yep. The the evolution of uh, Anakin into Vader, and then into the very end wanting to recognizing, first recognizing Luke when he got there, you know, to Endor, and he starts playing this. Uh, I I know you were expecting me, Father, and then oh, she's yeah. like, oh. So you've come to, you've come to accept that I am y'all, you know, and then it's like okay, now they're having this banter back and forth, and at the very end, it's Vader again watching, like you said, with the Force lightning and going, mm. yeah, something doesn't look right here, and he just bends the other way and picks up the ember, just yep. chucks his ass over the edge. It's so great. Yep. <clears throat> one, one thing that always caught me, and this is a Star Wars fan being a little bit too detailed, I guess, is that in the end when Luke pulls him over and he take this mask off so I could look upon you with my own eyes. And he does, and the guy looks like he's fucking 90 years old. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't seem to fit, because I don't think of Vader as that guy. He's a, He looks like he's an yeah, old Yeah, in the English. chronology, he would have only been about 51 or 50. Yeah. He, he looks like an old English actor that's the, that's retired, you know. Yes. I thought of him was. younger. <laughs> That's exactly who he is, I'm sure. And it's, but I just, I don't think of that. And I just, it always peeved me. Still does. But either way, uh, Vader, that would be my number one, sir. Cool. Good pick. So. Good pick. So, do we want to take a short break and dive break? into honorable mentions? Yep. Do a okay. Break and dive sure. into honorable mentions. All right. Awesome. Well, guys, as always, we will be back after these non-existent be messages. Right back. Alright, welcome back to Talking Sci-Fi. Here we go. Woo! Round two, baby. <clears throat> Round, Round two. two. Honorable mentions lining up for you. Um, gonna be a short honorable mentions list. Wasn't a ton. It's okay. And I'm sure some will come to us while we're doing it, but uh, oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. We want to continue sure. the same roundabout we were going. Uh, let's do it. So that takes off to Will. Yeah, I thought we started with you. Did we start with me? We yeah. started with me. We started okay. with you, buddy. All right. Well, with me. Um, we'll appreciate this. Um, Damar from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, oh, very good. His uh, his character, he's a Cardassian. Or um, Deep Space Nine. You have to watch it. You have <sighs> to watch it. God. Okay. Um, he started out really um, buying into the Founders, into the Dominion, and even so much as supporting the occupation of Cardassia. Um before figuring out that it was all just a big fat lie of bullshit and a scam um he died trying to liberate Cardassia uh from the Dominion right up to the tail end when uh Starfleet is making its push into Cardassian space um so he he dies the hero that he wanted to become for Cardassia um which was you know to focus on 
the Cardassian people on on making sure that the culture was there and and, and the, the foundations weren't you know disrupted and um, a, again another prime example of a, a guy when you first meet him in the series you're like fuck this guy I want him dead I don't want to even know he existed um, yeah. but then right at the tail end of, of the series you're like he died that he sucks God, this sucks. It's funny, most of our redemption people uh, die. It's not yes. like they can just redeem and they're still alive. They just straight up die. Like, I have to die to redeem myself. So, Mr. Will Barton. So, um, I would have to say the character of uh, Ascadelia from the movie serial Tin Man, the remaking of, uh, or a sort of a pseudo-retelling of the story of The Wizard of Oz. Nice. Uh, Ascadelia is the sister of the main character, uh, D.G., who was taken over, sort of possessed as a child by... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 okay. ...the Wicked Witch, one of the Wicked Witches, and she sort of takes over the Emerald City, starts this, like, Gestapo police force and everything like that, and finally at the end of the uh, at the the end of the, the series, she's able to sort of expel this evil witch spirit from herself and redeem herself. It's a very, very... If you've not seen Tin Man, incredible stuff. Good really, man. really incredible stuff. But the character of Ascadelia is, is really the redemption story of that, that particular show. Yeah, good. I, I actually, wow, I forgot about that. It's an excellent, excellent pick. Very good. pick. That is because you really throw stuff in here that I have no idea what the hell you're talking about, and I'm pretty sure it's Man, like I, a, uh, it's obscure uh, and it's awesome. I'm a nerd. What can I say? That's you know? great. I mean, I love the nerdum. More power to you. Uh, I will go as my first honorable mention. It's my first one, right? Yes. I'm going to go with. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a historical character that was an actual person but I, I, I'm blurring the lines here but I'm going to go with Doc Holliday mm, the reason I okay. do that is, is because of okay. the movie you know that we all love to death and he's this gambler this guy that doesn't care he'll kill in a whim you know had the, the whore girlfriend and but befriended uh, Wyatt Earp and uh, in the end all of the bad things he did, he stood up and took the challenge that uh, Wyatt Earp did go to, but he got there before him because he knew there's no way he's going to beat this guy. He can't. He cannot beat this guy. So he took it, beat the guy, and, of course, suffered from, God, what was it, tuberculosis or something like that? So tuberculosis, yeah. And in the end, he's dying, but, I mean, he didn't die because he saved somebody but in the end he kind of redeemed all of the bad things he did because he saved his his best buddy yes i remember a, a line in that movie when one of the guys he's they're at the riverside and they just dispatched all of the bad guys and he goes yeah he goes you need to the one guy's like you, you need to be in a hospital or something i don't even know why you're doing this and and Doc Holliday, he says, you know, because Wyatt Earp is my friend. And the other guy goes, well, hell, I got lots of friends. And Wyatt Earp says, I don't. Yeah, yeah. And always loved that line in that movie. And his, mm-hmm. his character is just, uh, especially with, um, God, what's the guy that did that? Uh, who's, who's the guy? Val Kilmer. God, Val Kilmer. Yes. Not a fantastic actor by any stretch, but damn, that's probably the best one that's of the his best, best yes. movie. Yeah. That's the best character he's ever done in his best movie. I yeah, mean, I'll give you that. It's not Top Gun. It's not other things that I've seen him. It's this movie and that character was his was his best, I believe. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I agree. Agree one hundred percent. Mr. Kaplan. God, this one was really hard for me to to 
to even mention, um, but it, it is uh, it is worthy of being mentioned. Kylo Ren and Ben Solo. That's very worthy. Um, took one of my honorable mentions. Good one. So, uh, as much hate and trash talk as I, I do talk on the, the new trilogy movies... Um, He's a hater. I, I am, 100%. Uh, unapologetically. <laughs> um, Star Wars loving people. So, but seeing, you know, Kylo go from this this absolutely irrational, irate, out of control... Killed his father. Unstable character to finally this this circle of of you know I can I can be better than this I can do better than this maybe seeing a little bit of of the light in him um you know with whatever relationship he and Ray had going on that was all kind of weird and shit I think, but anyway. I think it's the influence of Ray that yes. really starts turning and yes. he's like oh, wow she yeah. she's the light and he falls in love with her and he's like yes. wow she I, I need to be better yeah yeah. and so mm-hmm. him him coming full circle into the light and helping her helping Ray fight against Snoke and the, the forces in the throne room awesome scene but awesome you know turnaround right up again to to his death it was right. giving you know, her his life force he had the power to heal mm-hmm. and just first she gets him back then he's like she's not going to survive unless i do this i don't know if i'm i don't even think he's thinking if i'm going to survive but just sends everything into her using the force to heal her and bring her back and mm-hmm. in the end he could not be saved and i thought that was a really good Great pick, by the way. I'm proud of you. High five, yeah, that baby. Five. Yeah, not nice. bad, not bad. There okay, here we go. Nice. Great pick. Uh, I'll I'll give the god awful Disney movies some kind of credit. All right, there, Mr. Wilbur. <sighs> um, I'm gonna have to say Captain Baylor Cryas from Farscape. Oh, so I've not seen the so Farscape. Farscape. Um, you know, it's it's essentially it's it's a lot like uh like a Buck Rogers type of story in a way. Like you have a uh, this character commander John Crichton who is sort of sucked through a wormhole and exp- doing an experimental space flight. And his fighter crashes into one of these space fighters, a prowler, which is piloted by Captain Cryas's brother. Mm-hmm. So Captain Cryas essentially as a peacekeeper, they're sort of, again, these like Gestapo Nazi ish, you know, forces. He's uh, becomes obsessed with tracking down and killing Crichton. Mm. Um, so his, his character evolves throughout the course of the series Farscape, and then uh, at the very end, toward the very end, I should say, he has a very, very cool redemption story arc. If never, nobody's seen it, I don't want to give it away, because Farscape is definitely, if you've not seen it, you need to. It is excellent science fiction. I'll have to, I'll have to watch that. I, I, I've caught bits and pieces of it. I've never watched the whole thing. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Cool. Good pick. Uh, me. Uh, my next is going to be... A little surprise... The Trekkies haven't said this yet, but uh, it's a—it's probably something we didn't really think about as far as redemption. But I want to go with—I um, forget the Star Trek movie name, but it's—it's um, it's Cybok. It's Spock's half brother. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Final Frontier. Yeah, Final yeah. Frontier. That's mm-hmm. it. Final Frontier. And okay. So he, he captures right. everybody, gets everybody, influences everybody, except uh, Kirk, who never seems to really bend that way. Mm-hmm. He's got or Spock. Yeah. But uh, Bones, he kind of he kind of flips over there and then comes back fast. But everybody else on the ship is just, oh, he's a god. He's going to take us to the promised land. And in the end, it's not that he tortured or beat anybody, but you know he he was the entity that was evil. He's the antithesis. He's he's the one we all hate. 
Like, uh, we don't like this guy, but he's, he's also kind of cool, but we don't really, because he's the, he's the evil one. Yeah. They get to the planet. It's like, okay, yeah, this guy's so, we're thinking this guy is just so insane. Uh, he's going to kill himself and, and everybody else. But in the end, stands up, to, tells everybody, hey, you guys get the hell out of here. And yep. then he just turns around and then that, God, I, I almost forget the words. Is like, let me. I see your pain. I see your pain. Share it, with, Share it me. with me. Yes, and then yeah. just yeah. all this yeah. whole thing. You're like, yes. He like rolls oh. up his sleeves, like he's gonna go in there. Yes, guns yes, yes. That was amazing. Right. Good, good pick. Amazing. Good pick. Very, very good, good pick. Yeah. High five yeah. to you, High buddy. That. Well yeah. done, Cybok man. He's my guy. So, um, uh, this is not one that I had listed down because you actually stole one of mine in your uh, top five. So, um, uh, okay, I'm gonna go. Fine. Well, I'm, I'll say him afterwards. I'm gonna go Liadama. Oh, okay. While he didn't okay. die, okay, he and I see the redemption more in the 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 veins of his relationship with his father. The veins. Because, yeah, it's very much interpersonal. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you know he he went from an absolute bitter bitter thought process to his father, couldn't stand him, blamed him for all the the shit things that happened in his life. Yeah, from from Battlestar Galactica. Galactica? Okay. Yep. The the reimagined series. Gotcha. Um. So, um, you know, coming the full circle to, you know, swallowing the fact that, that the world has ended as they knew it, um, moving on to now, you know, recognizing his dad as his father and, and not, not in the biological sense, but, you know, yes, emotionally speaking, this man is my father. He is a great man. He's this, he's that, um, all the way up to, you know, getting command of the Pegasus, um, you know, getting thrown the keys to a battle star, as as uh, Shaw put it, um, uh, but getting finally to the to the end where they reached Earth, and he finally had this this epiphany of you know my dad is the one that really helped us get here, um, and I've done everything I can to support him, um, but could I have done more? Did I do enough? You know, so on and so forth. So so that redemption. Not in the fact that again it, it, it didn't take his death, but he died. He didn't. He didn't die. But um, it, it was it was the emotional redemption of the character. There's God. You you see that in the episode. You can't go home again when they're searching for Kara. Yes. Yep. And they finally find her. And at the end of the episode, there's this there's this moment in in Adama's office where Lee walks up to him and he says, "I can't help but wonder if it was me." down there on the planet, but you have searched that hard. And, and Adama says, if it were you, we'd never leave. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. this like, there's this moment where the impact of those words completely destabilizes Lee. Yes. Like he's caught so off guard. You can see his face starting to break. It's yeah. God, that show is so good for just the personal dynamics. Yes. of Characters. Yes, absolutely. It does. Uh, I will binge that on my knee surgery. You, you have I to. Shall. You is have there a Paramount to. Plus or no, it is. Um, I want to say it's probably on Prime. Cool, I got that. But look, just go to Amazon, buy the full Blu-ray set for sixty-five bucks. Yep, you're gonna want to buy it anyway. Yes, why can't I just trust me? No, 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 buy it because that's how the man gets you. Will buy it? Yep, right. (laughs) I will buy the set. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. That is the sci-fi you're looking for. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. It's (laughs) fucking awesome. Oh yeah. 
All right. Anybody else got any more honorable mentions, or are we coming I, I, down the wire? I have one. I got have one? one more. That's it. I got one right. more. I'm out again. Will, go ahead. Uh, Jason Nesmith from Galaxy Quest. Okay. Yeah. So yep. this is a guy who is, is very much, you know, arrogant and full of himself as an actor. He's screwed over his fellow actors multiple times. He's obsessed with his own you know, legend and whatnot. It's very loosely implied that he's supposed to be, a, you know, sort of a an amalgam of William Shatner. Yes, he um, is a dickhead. But in the, in yeah, exactly. You know, he's, he's, a he's a straight up you, dick. You want to hate him? But he becomes he becomes that captain, you know, that commander Taggart type of persona yes. as he realizes, oh, you know, we're really in this. This is really actually happening, and everything like that. He, you know, he really becomes the character that he has been portraying on television for so long. So it's one of those characters you don't have to die, or you know, you don't have to, you don't have to have done something absolutely heinous, but you know, you could be, you know, sort of a low-level douchebag, and still come into your own toward the end, you know. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I, I like that. I didn't even think about that. Son of a bitch. Mm, I love Galaxy Quest. You are. That's what Galaxy I do. I drink Quest. and I know things. Yeah. There you go, Lee. My last one is going to be uh, from Star Wars. And it's not that this character is evil, not by any stretch. Uh, she's part of the rebellion and a and a big character in it. Um, Admiral Holdo. Mm. So in, in the Last Jedi, and this is a, a point of contention for a lot of Star Wars loving people and people that love sci science fiction as a whole. She's on the ship, right? It's getting pounded. It's at light speed, but they can't continue it. They're running out of fuel. Um, there's a, a Star Destroyer right behind them, a massive one that's just pounding lasers, beating through the shields. They're going to run out of fuel, so they send out all of the life pods. They said, okay, here's a planet. It's got a rebel, an old rebel station in it. We're going to send you to the planet. And everybody's like, okay. So they shoot out all the pods, and now the pods start getting lasered. They're starting to blow up. And you're thinking, what what the, the hell is she doing? Like, uh... Nothing. And so, in the end, she's sitting there going, I now know what I have to do. She takes the damn ship, she turns the ship around, and light speeds yep. right through the goddamn Star Destroyer at light yep. speed, which is another point of contention for uh, Star Wars people and everybody. Well, let's just not go there. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of physics there that just don't exactly. add up, you know? <laughs> but, but in the end, the Star Destroyer does split in half. It's destroyed. They're safe. There's no more chasing of of the people that are left, and she did a great thing. And again, it's not that she's evil at the beginning. She's very good. She's trying to help the rebellion. She's part of the rebellion, a big part of it. But you start hating her. If you watch the movie, you just start going, I don't like this person. They did. Her. I don't like her, and she's doing the wrong things, and what are you doing? And they did a great job of that, you know, in that movie. They did her They made you so want to hate her in the end. They did. She was an excellent character. I mean, that was one of my favorite things about those movies. She was actually a really good, you know, example of, 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 of you know, learned military leadership. Yes. Higher, that's that's higher trying end. to do the right thing. Exactly. Know? Higher end stuff. And. And here it is at the end, and she's giving her goodbye to to Leia, and it's like they they almost know. Okay, oh yeah, I'm going to save you, but I have to die to do it. And Leia's like, uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, but I uh, and I don't like it, but I'm doing it. And for me, it's yeah. the redemption is in the fact that even though she was good, 
we hated her for a little spell, and then she redeemed us hating her by doing that act, and now we're all like, oh, okay, yeah, she's a good person. Yeah, we like her. She, yeah. We like her. She's good. She's good. So for me in my realm of uh, Star Wars, I'm, I'm good with that. She did the right thing. She redeemed herself. People lived, and we can we can move forward with uh, with that movie. Mm-hmm. I will say nothing more. That's good. You don't have to. That was my last one, by the way. <laughs> That's good. That's good. God, that was lame. Okay. All right. Well, um, we are down to the wire on that. I'm not going to go any further on that because you know how I feel about Emerald. Holdo. Whatever the fuck. The... Anyway. Jesus Christ. Terrible. Ter- okay, all right. We're going to have to do a, can't you a just show look about at what... this so you can work out these issues, man. Uh, can't you just look at what I said and meet me in the middle? No. Ian, I'm no, losing I my can't. mind just a little. Can't you just meet me in the middle? How did I know? I'm losing all right, I gotta my end the podcast before this continues. All right, well, if you are... Uh, God almighty, if you are looking for us, we are on Facebook... Uh, Talking Sci-Fi Podcast. We are on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast content from. Uh, this episode will be dropping here in about uh, in a few days. So look for it on our page. We're going to share it as soon as it drops. And uh, let us know what you think. And then uh, we've got two more episodes lined up let for you tomorrow. Let us know whenever we're rolling tomorrow night with two more back-to-back. Yep. All right. Well, gentlemen, live long and prosper. May the force be with you. So say we all, boys. Good night, gentlemen. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Bye.